When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Real Vision, great to be back with you. I am sitting down today with an amazing woman at the forefront of the metaverse space. Janine Yorio comes back to Real Vision after six or so months to give us an update on some incredible developments at her company, Every Realm. Janine, welcome back to Real Vision. Thanks for having me, Nick. It's great to be here. So I thought to kick off this conversation, there'd be no better place to start than the recent news about a, uh, a big Series A investment in every realm. You guys were formerly, uh, the name of your company was formerly Republic Realm. And as a, as a result of this investment, it sounds like you've rebranded to every realm. So tell us about that. Sure. So we started as part of a company called Republic. I had built a real estate investment app called Compound that I built and sold to Republic in June of 2020. We launched the Republic Realm investment vehicle while inside Republic in April of 2021. In July of 2021, we began the process of becoming a separate company, dramatically expanding our mandate. In August, we closed a seed round. And then just recently last week in February of 2022, we announced the closing of a $60 million Series A round that was led by Andreessen Horowitz. As part of that round, we also did a broader recapitalization and fully spun out of Republic. And today, we're a standalone company. Republic is still a large shareholder in our company, but we are much more like a traditional startup in every sense of the word now, in that we have control of our own destiny and we're separate from the mothership. As part of that, we also renamed the company Every Realm as a signal to the market that we are holistically looking at the entire metaverse sector. We look at all the different metaverse players and we're trying to insert ourselves in a layer that connects Web3 audiences with metaverse technology so that it becomes more easy for the mainstream audience to access metaverse content. That's great. Well, congratulations. Thank uh, you. A successful raise with some very sort of high profile and, and seasoned players in the space. Was it difficult to to raise money around this concept or to, how, how was it? You know, this isn't my first startup, so I've definitely had some interesting experiences in VC world. This was a very different experience for me. We had four term sheets uh, unsolicited. Um, you know, we are doing something that's very, very current that has obviously received a lot of attention. We got started a bit earlier than most people having started in April of last year. So we're just at about 10 months old now, which is pretty incredible considering all that we've done. And I think the, the success we've had capital raising is obviously a testament to our team and how quickly we've been able to execute, how big of a footprint we've been able to create, even though we're still technically a very early stage company. So this round was um, it was a privilege to have access to capital the way we have had. And we obviously take that very seriously as stewards of investor capital, but it has been a bit of a whirlwind. We took investment capital from literally the best names on the planet, from Andreessen to Coinbase to Lightspeed to Hash, which is a big Korean crypto and gaming venture capital firm, to a host of very connected celebrities from Paris Hilton to Gunna 
to Nas, to Gene Simmons. So it's really been exciting to be doing these things and feel so validated by the investment community. It's been tremendous. And the investments that you you all raised, the $60 million, is this separate from the fund? Because if I remember right, back in April, you all were raising a fund to invest in sort of metaverse-type projects and NFTs. Is the fund still open or is is that concept gone by the wayside? So we started as a fund. That was our legacy business. We were a fund inside Republic, which is an investment company um, that raises money from individual investors for all sorts of different high growth concepts from startups to late stage growth companies, to crypto, to metaverse real estate. So we started as a fund. Now we started as an investment vehicle, but we've since dramatically expanded our mandate. Today, we're really a full stack studio. We still have our investment business. We are still taking in capital sporadically into those vehicles, but we've dramatically expanded our capabilities as, as we've built our own gaming, metaverse, and NFT production studio. We've built out an, an intellectual property library through licensing deals and building our own content internally. And what we're really building today is what I like to refer to as Netflix of the metaverse, where we're both creating and licensing the content, but also building distribution channels with a large and enorm enormous uh, global potential mainstream audience that today is waking up and trying to find the metaverse, trying to find the content. And that's where we come in and help them to find it in a very familiar, easy way. Yeah. And it seems like just from the, the research I've been doing that there's not very many players positioned like, like you all, right? I mean, there's very few that I could find that are producing these experiences. So it seems like that was a really smart strategic decision decision by you by you guys. Yeah, and a lot of the things we did were experimenting. You know, the space is so nascent that it has been a function of trial and error. And luckily, I think our team has made some really smart decisions very early on, which has given us a lot of momentum and traction in a space where it's difficult to measure uh, traction. Um, and, and the early reception, obviously the NFT records that we've broken, the growth in our online community, the interest from corporate brand partners um, has been tremendous. And all of those things are very validating to all the experiments, the experiments we've run. I read in your uh, most recent report, which is amazing, and, and everybody on Real Vision, if they can get a copy of it, they should definitely take the time to read through it. But I read that you all estimate that there's something like 25,000 holders of sort of metaverse NFTs or metaverse real estate, let's call it. How many, what percentage of those are building like every realm versus just holding to in, in the hopes for price appreciation? That's a really good question, Nick. So let me clarify that statistic. We did a deep dive into four of the largest metaverses that do have real estate for sale. And we found in those metaverses, there were about 25,000 individual wallet addresses that own metaverse real estate. It's hard to say whether that's 25,000 individuals because sometimes um, big crypto collectors open multiple wallets. So it's likely that it's actually fewer than 25,000 individual holders. Measuring the number that are actively building is even more complicated because many of the metaverse platforms haven't actually launched yet. So while you can look at the sandbox and see all of the buyers who have put logos onto the map, it's much harder to assess whether they're actually building in the background because the platform itself hasn't launched. Um, so I, I honestly don't know the answer to that question. If I had to estimate, I would say probably one in five, and that's strictly based on me shooting from the hip, being in the space and understanding how much of this is um, people planting a flag early on versus true commitment to building in the space. 
a lot of brands, a lot of events, a lot of individuals are trying to figure out what to do in the metaverse. So they're buying land in anticipation of doing something, but they don't know exactly what they're going to build yet. Yeah, I've noticed that in, in the press too. Like every company in the world is essentially interested in establishing some kind of metaverse presence, but they, they barely understand what's happening in the metaverse, uh, let alone you know have a coherent strategy for what that means. Um, so it's, it's an interesting time. It's so interesting. We get so many inbound inquiries and they're almost always the same. Everybody thinks they're different. You know, like my C-suite uh, wants to do something in the metaverse and they want to be like patted on the back. Meanwhile, every C-suite on the planet is, is coming to the same conclusion and they never really know what to do. You know, so they look at what everybody else has done. They're like, well, we want to do something like this guy did or that girl did. And the fact is, I don't think very many groups have hit the nail on the head yet. Um, most Most of the companies that have try to do things in the metaverse. They do something where there's a very short burst of publicity surrounding their activation, but no real longevity or, or online community that has resulted from that activation. I think one of the things that's worth noting is that a lot of the metaverse brands that are metaverse native are more important to the metaverse than the real world brands are. And that's a realization that's very uncomfortable for big companies. They think that when they come to the metaverse, it will be real. I find this particularly with real estate owners and developers. They're like, well, now we're here and the metaverse real estate is real. The fact is metaverse is real. And the brands that started there are much more important there than real world brands. The best example of that is that Nike, which is an enormous real world brand, rather than build their own metaverse brand, decided to buy Artifact, which is a brand probably 99% of the world has never heard of, but which Nike was smart enough to realize that they could try to build something that was not metaverse native, or they could partner with a group that already had traction and already had legitimacy in the space, which I think was really, really smart on the part of Nike. I think that was a really smart buy for them. Another anecdotal example is looking at Board Ape Yacht Club, which is a brand that a year ago, almost nobody had ever heard of. And today, the rumor is they're raising money at a $5 billion valuation for a company that's barely a year old. That's insane. But it's because the amount of traction and affinity that they've been able to create for this brand is, is like through the roof. They took this idea of an NFT project and gave it so much more, they made it so robust. They made being part of the board ABR club such a, such a source of social currency that people get tattoos, that people are wearing the merch. There was an NFT event in New York City where obviously a lot of board Ape Yacht Club collectors would converge because it is a crypto native group. And everybody was wearing their board Ape sweatshirts. And I'm pretty sure nobody washed them. You know, the event was three or four days long and I kept seeing the same people wearing the same sweatshirt. These people are so proud to be brand ambassadors of these brands that they're wearing dirty clothes just to keep that logo in everybody else's face. There aren't that many brands on the planet like that, let alone brands that started less than a year ago. So what corporate America needs to realize that is that they need to think long and hard about how they enter this space, lest they just be seen as somebody that's coming in without a depth of understanding, without a real intent to add to the community, as opposed to just do like a quick marketing ploy or do a quick money grab, because the crypto community, the metaverse community is really strong and talks a lot. And therefore, every entrant needs to be incredibly thoughtful. Otherwise, they will unleash, unleash the wrath of uh, crypto Twitter, which can be very, very toxic very quickly. So I think it's important for CMOs, CIOs, and CEOs everywhere who are contemplating a move into the, the metaverse to really study the Nike example, to really study the Board Ape example, to try to wrap their hands around what it means to enter the metaverse and do it the right way. 
Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.